Hey friend, welcome back to the Vision Driven Health Podcast, your go-to podcast for creating healthy habits that last in partnership with God. It is a super rainy day here in Southern California, which is not the norm. I got to admit, it's not my favorite, but I know we're spoiled with usually not having this kind of weather. So you might hear the rain in the background and you also might hear my kids in the background because they're inside instead of outside. But with that said, today's episode is an extremely powerful and insightful conversation with my friend Jennifer Scow. If you have found yourself struggling with anxiety, depression, or high levels of stress, this episode is for you. Jennifer does a phenomenal job painting the picture of possibility for your mind and your health when you intentionally focus on God's truth. Her insights come from her own research and story of overcoming anxiety and depression as someone diagnosed with type 2 bipolar. This conversation was so good, we actually went on for over an hour. So this is part one of two. In the second half, Jennifer talks about her journey through overcoming eating disorders and the all or nothing mentality. She offers great tips for you on how to pray and work with God to overcome. Stay tuned for the release of that episode, same time tomorrow. Let's get into my conversation with Jennifer Scow. Do you find yourself struggling to consistently implement healthy habits? Do you lack energy, confidence, and motivation because of stress, overwhelm, and shame for having not gotten it together by now? Friend, there is hope and grace for your health. Hey, I'm Robin Ryan McDonald, host of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I'm a follower of Jesus, a wife, a mama of two, and a seminarian turned health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here. I found myself in my early 20s captive to cravings and convenience. 20 pounds heavier, super tired, with a face full of acne. I could not figure out how to maintain healthy habits until I discovered the power of aligning my choices with God's vision. 10 years and two kids later, by the grace of God, I'm still prioritizing my health and feeling amazing. If you are over quick fixes and are ready to feel good in your own skin, then grab a giant water bottle and let's dive on in. As a reminder, the Vision Driven Health Podcast is under the umbrella of Naval Health Incorporated. The content on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended for medical advice. It does not take the place of medical advice or treatment from a physician. Listeners should consult their own doctor or a qualified healthcare professional for specific health concerns and questions. I always appreciate when someone can show me exactly how to do the thing I'm aspiring to do. At this point in my life, I don't want to waste time trying to figure it out on my own. It was actually through an online course from a gal named Stephanie Gass that I learned step-by-step how to start and launch this podcast well. Through her insight and by God's grace, this podcast has taken off more quickly and successfully than if I'd attempted to do it on my own. In fact, I don't even know if I would have tried to do it on my own if I didn't have her direction. And this year, my oldest will be of kindergarten age. I'm like totally (laughs) struggling to come to terms with that. And all the time in the world that I thought I had to figure out how to homeschool him is now coming to an end. So what am I looking for? 
a course on how to start something super simple, no fluff, just here's how to do it from someone who's walked the journey before me. By the way, email me if you know of one. (laughs) But in knowing the value of having a course like the one that I did for the podcast or like the, hopefully it exists, homeschool one, just knowing that I value that. It's from that place that I have created the Healthy Weight Loss Academy six-week course. This is your step-by-step process on how to lose weight the healthy way in partnership with God. I've taken the best of my programs and coaching from the last seven years and boiled it down into this simplified six-step process. The next cohort kicks off on February 18th. So you can grab one of the remaining spots at visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash course. Again, that's visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash course. I look forward to seeing you in there. All right. I am so excited to have today's guest. I actually stumbled upon her podcast through our podcast group, I believe, and listened to her episodes. Oh, I remember how I found her. I posted in our group asking if anybody had any good podcasts or episodes for someone who was going through depression. And um, our guest today had commented and shared a teaching that she'd done. And it was so powerful. And one of the things that stood out to me about it was that she referenced how physical health impacts our mental health. And I thought, this gal has something to say for the Vision Driven Health podcast. So today we have Jennifer Scow, a mama to four children, ages 20 to 27, and a wife of 27 years. She is also a musician, Bible teacher, and an advocate for God's word and its power to change lives. Amen. That was also one of the big things that was really good in what I listened from her. In 2013, After a long, lifelong battle with depression, Jennifer was diagnosed with bipolar type 2. God used this hardship to show her how powerful his word is to transform lives and bring us into deep, genuine fellowship with him. Amen. God's word has become her every answer. And Jennifer actually has recently started her own podcast called More Power Than You Think, Anatomy of a Christ-Like Mind, which I highly recommend you check out, where she helps women learn to use powerful tools of renewing their mind to gain freedom and rest from the chaos of the thoughts that often try to control us. And she teaches that it is not changed circumstances that is God's answer to the messiness of life, but a changed mind that views life from Christ's point of view. That right there... If you, if you take nothing else from this podcast so far, that line is fire. <laughs> but Jennifer is also the creator of the Diving Deep Bible Study, which is a nine-hour online course that equips women to live a lifestyle of unwavering faith, have a consistent Christ-like mind, and have a deep best friend relationship with God. Lastly, Jennifer has a passion to pass on what God has taught her so that every woman feels equipped to live their best life for Christ and living the Bible in an abundant, joyful way is what she writes, teaches, and sings about. So Jennifer, I am so blessed to have you on the show. I think we are totally honored to have you here. Is there anything else you want to add to your introduction there? (laughs) I don't think so, but I'm so happy to finally 
be here because we've been planning this a long time and mm -hmm. I've been so looking forward to it. And I listen to your podcast every week. I always wait. Okay, it's Monday. It's coming. Here's the new one. Yeah, <laughs> so. I love that. I'm so glad that's been able to be a blessing to you too. Well, I'm going to dive on in here. How does our mindset affect our stress level and physical health? And I think I'm going to add a couple of thoughts to that just before <laughs> you dive in, because I think so often, even in your intro, you said, you know, it's the circumstances. And I, I think it's so awesome that you're already saying there's something available in terms of mindset and perspective. And so how much, how much can we shift by, by what we're thinking, our thoughts and how are those things related, particularly as it relates to stress and physical health? Yeah. Well, because God's so powerful, he gives us that power to change so much just by what we think. It's really exciting. Amen. Um, so let's do an experiment. Since we're okay. talking about mindset, I yeah. actually want you and your listeners to um, use the mind to imagine some things so that you can firsthand see the effect. So okay. you and your listeners would close your eyes for a moment. If you're driving, don't do it. Yeah, do this later. Don't do it. And if you're <laughs> home and everybody's loud and crazy, push pause, go find a closet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Set yourself up. Give yourself a couple minutes for this. So please imagine the scene I'm about to unfold and notice how it makes you feel, not just emotionally, but physically. And this is a true story. Okay. But I want you to imagine that it's your story. Hmm. I can't breathe. It's like a vacuum is stealing away my breath, my soul, and my hope. My heart feels a crushing weight as if a mountain has been laid on my chest. My thoughts are racing, trying to burst from my skull like boiling water out of a pot, and I can't make it stop. What is happening to me? There's no escape, yet there is. I can't escape my mind, but I could escape my life. My family is watching helplessly as I remain trapped in the darkness of this depression. Where is God in all this? Where is God as my life hangs balanced on the edge of death? Now notice how you feel, probably heavy, maybe sad that this is a true story. Perhaps you even relate because you really have been in this exact place before. But as we continue with our eyes closed, I have a new scene for you to imagine. And again, notice how it makes you feel. This is also a true story. Imagine these words are being spoken by God to you personally. My child, I love you. I see you are weak and weary. I hear your cry. My child, I'm here. I have never left your side. The chaos of your life is no match for the peace I have available for you. Amen. I'm working everything out beautifully for your good, just like I promised. I have stores of grace ready to comfort you. I'm keeping you safe under my wing. I'm sheltering you in my shadow. I'm drenching you in my mercy. My joy is hiding in your heart and will give you strength. My child, hold my hand. I will lead you. Trust me and I will give you peace. Follow me and I will lead you to still waters. Let me carry you and I will give you rest. So now notice how you feel. Possibly you feel lighter, hopeful, or a feeling of relief that there's an answer. 
you may feel gratitude that our God is a God of love and provision. And go ahead and open your eyes. So now let's ask that question again. How does your mindset affect your stress level? We can see by this experiment that our thoughts alone cause a response in the bodies. Just imagine if you were always in that place of that despair and depression, how it would affect you. Or if you were always in that place of believing the provision of God, yeah, it's going to make you feel very different. Yeah. The difference between those two was like, I didn't know what to expect. It was funny because you're like, Hey, just so you know, I'm going to do a visualization. I was like, okay, I didn't ask any questions. <laughs> Trusted you. And that first one, all of a sudden the the language of that is, is excellent for really showing how your thoughts can affect you. Because I was like, Oh my, my heart started racing mm-hmm. and I started to feel like literally bogged down. And I was like, okay, she's not going to leave me here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, And then when you start, even just within the first few sentences of declaring, you know, statements that are very biblically backed, it total shift immediately, like so powerful the night. Yeah. Night and day. And I'm sure, you know, those listening are hopefully you got to, you got to stow away and and experience that because it does. I mean, first, like you said, it's a great experiment. I can feel that firsthand. So, okay. Tell us more. Well, how, how do those things affect each other? So Every thought and emotion we have creates a physical response. Mm. God says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Amen. But he also says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Right, right. So it's it's very significant. Our thoughts are so powerful that they physically alter the brain. And this is called neuroplasticity. Right. Um, in our brain, God created something called neural pathways. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting, isn't it? I love talking about this. Yeah, um, yeah. So, <laughs> so these <laughs> pathways are like, highways that God's created in the brain. Some are thick and fortified and highly used like an interstate. Hmm. And then some are tiny and barely used like an old country dirt road. So that's kind of a good picture to imagine. Yeah. The more we repeat an action, thought, or word, then the more the associated neural pathway um, becomes fortified. Yeah. And then the less we repeat an action, thought, or word, the more neglected and weak that associated neural pathway becomes. So this can be a good or a bad thing. Right, right. (laughs) If they are good actions, thoughts, or words we are repeating, like our second scene when we visualized God speaking, Mm -hmm. then this fortifies pathways that lead us to a better quality of life and Mm -hmm. the abundant life Christ offers us. Right. But if they are negative actions, thoughts, or words, like the first scene of despair and depression, then they can start to dominate over us like an addiction and cause harm. Yeah. And take you even deeper right. spiral. So with each thought, your brain is changing, rewiring, and being conformed physically to either wire in neural pathways that keep us trapped and in bondage. So like the lies your listeners tell about food and mm-hmm. um, or wire in neural pathways that lead to abundant life. Like there's hope for me. Right. Um, So God has given us the power to choose which neural pathways will be fortified and which neural pathways will be become neglected and weak based on our thoughts and which thoughts we choose to feed and meditate on. So the second part of that question was, how does stress affect our physical health? So, yeah, we just talked about how what we think is affecting our stress. So now how does that stress affect 
our health. And this is where um, just some research I wanted to mention. Research estimates that as much of 90% of illness and disease is stress related. Mm -hmm. High blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, heart disease. Mm -hmm. It contributes to ulcers, allergies, asthma, migraines. And then in the Malaysian Journal of Medical Sciences, author M.R. Sela stated that emotional stress like that first visualization, Mm -hmm. it's a major contributing factor to the six leading causes of death in the United States, cancer, coronary heart disease, accidental Mm -hmm. injuries, respiratory disorders, cirrhosis of the liver and suicide. Mm. And then the author goes on, there's so much research in this article, um, proving how stress alters and suppresses the immune system, Mm -hmm. histamine, increases the risk of diabetes, can lead to plaque buildup in the arteries. And unfortunately, the list goes on and on. Yeah. And stress releases chemicals, stress hormones. Right. In our bodies like cortisol, norepinephrine, adrenaline. And this causes that fight or flight response, which is a gift of God. Right. Um, it's a natural response that God uses for a crisis or an emergency. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And then, but our bodies are designed to turn that off when the crisis is over. But when we have that chronic stress, then it just keeps dumping those stress hormones into our body and keeps us in the fight or flight state. And our stress buckets gets full and our body starts setting off alarms. So it's no longer functioning in that self-healing and self-repairing way that God created. And then symptoms start to show up. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of a bird's eye view of, of answering that question, how mindset affects our stress and how that stress affects our physical health. And I think it's exciting that scientists, that God has allowed scientists to prove it. Like yeah. sometimes I don't know if it's because we have an unbelieving nature. We know God says one thing, yeah. but I think it's just God's mercy and grace that he then shows his scientists that he's created. Here's some truth I want you to prove, and I'm going to allow you to prove it so that. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I mean, nudge. <laughs> what you've shared just even so far has major implications for people's health. You know, we have listeners who are wanting to lose weight, who are dealing with a lot of those chronic diseases, who are trying to improve their blood work and whatnot. And, um, you know, to think that that is largely impacted by stress, which especially, (laughs) I mean, towards the end of the year, beginning of the year, it's a time where there's just a lot of stuff going on. And I feel like we've got listeners all over the world, but I feel like particularly for our Western listeners, maybe it's an American thing, but we're just busy and we just do, 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 do. And we go, 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 go. And we have almost this, like, we have chronic low level stress from how much we're doing. And I'm, I'm speaking confessions right now. Like my, I will say right now, (laughs) one of my goals for 2023 is to slow down and simplify because I'm yeah, I'm totally I'm changing it. Um up until now, yes. I've been like the like the go get or do all the things like yeah, we can go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And to think of how that's affecting our physical body, but then even too like you're saying the way we're perceiving things and the way that what we're choosing to to focus on. I said in one of my recent episodes on my 33 lessons where I said one of the things it's more important what you feed your mind than what you feed your body. And again, maybe people will be shocked to hear that because I'm all about what you eat, right? Yeah. But 
yeah, what you're saying is, is so true and so powerful. And if we don't give the weight that's necessary to our mental health and how it affects our physical health and how God can help us with the mental health, we're going to be stuck in a vicious cycle. We're going to end up, you know, discouraged, depressed, confused. And yeah. So with that said, (laughs) to like (laughs) elevate things here, how much, how much control do we actually have over stress and what is, what does God provide for us in order to reduce stress or overcome these things that we face? Right. Um, I always think of um, like firefighters, our first responders. Um, sometimes stress is unavoidable, right? That's their job. So they can't just not have that stress, right? Right. Um, stress, when I started studying this years ago, I the more you learn about this, the more freedom you have, you know, like with mm. knowledge, there's power and freedom. Just like the more, you know, of the word of God, the more free you become. Amen. So I was taught a long time ago, stress is a perception. And mm-hmm. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I understand now. And I, it, it goes along with the choice that we have. We get to choose how we perceive the stress and that gives us right. that control. So I have a few examples mm. to kind of help us understand what that means. That stress is a perception. Um, Uh one is about a snake. Okay. So first of all, do you know, when my children were young, there was a man, his name was Steve Irwin. He's passed Uh away. Yes. Oh, I loved him so much. (laughs) Yes. So in case your (laughs) listeners don't know, he was, um, in Australia, they had a zoo, I think. And boy, Mm -hmm. he loved everything out back. Like Mm -hmm. he saw a snake. There was no stress. There was excitement. I (laughs) want to go catch it. I want to show you and put it in my face and hold it like no stress at all. But yeah. some of your listeners might even think about a snake and just <gasps> the heart, yeah. right? You know? Yeah. So what we learn from that is that the snake is not the stressor. Yeah. It's the perception of the snake that mm-hmm. is the stressor. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really important to recognize. Another example, this happened on Saturday night. It was my husband's birthday oh. and he wanted to go to a restaurant. I live in Colorado about an hour from Denver. Okay. And the restaurant to get there, you have to go on the interstate, the center of Denver. I find it horribly stressful. Um, but as we were driving and I was thinking about our interview, I was like, okay, my husband and I, are having the exact same experience. We're just driving in the heart of Denver, but mm-hmm. my perception of this stress. So he's over there driving probably on a, if he has any stress, it's like at a negative one level. I mean, it's just, it's just, <laughs> he's just chilling. <laughs> he's just chilling. But me in my seat, I am literally praying. I'm like oh. praying like, Lord, I can have peace at all times. Lord, <laughs> please help me to breathe. Please help yeah. me to not outwardly show my fear so that I don't mess him up driving. And, you know, anyway, it's like, so the driving wasn't the stressor. It was my perception of the drive and that wasn't my control. Right. Um, so re renewing the mind and choosing our thoughts is actually God's plan Mm -hmm. to help us perceive circumstances in a less harmful way. So renewing your mind is the key to our freedom and our relationship with God, because our thoughts precede every decision that we make in every area of life. So what we eat, what we wear, what we're going to think about our food, how we're going to parent, how we're going to treat our employees, like every decision, if we're Mm going to have faith or have doubt, Mm -hmm. like 
every decision. So the lens that we use to look at our trials through determines the toll that that stress plays in our lives. So even when there is a trauma aspect to our stress, Hmm. and and maybe this can apply to our first responders, they see trauma all the time. Right. Um, But still seeing things through Christ's lens is still the answer to reduce the impact of the stress. And it makes me think of Corey Ten Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, Great she example. Get to choose her circumstance, right? But she did get to choose her response. Mm-hmm. And, um, in case a listener doesn't know who that is, mm-hmm. in World War II, Corey Ten Boom and her family had a secret place in their clock watch store where they would hide people that were being hunted to be killed. So some of them were probably Jews, but then there were other people groups Mm -hmm. that were in danger and they, someone was an informant on them and they were turned in and their house was raided. They never found the people, but they did take Corey and her sister and her father. And I, I'm not sure how many other members, but so she was in a, in a concentration camp. I'm pretty sure she was the only one of her family that survived the concentration camp. But Mm -hmm. so where I'm going with this is in the back of one of her editions of her book called, I think it's called The Hiding Place. Mm -hmm. um, She wrote that she was once at a speaking engagement where there was other Holocaust survivors and it wasn't a Christian oriented one. It was just speakers Mm -hmm. of Holocaust survivors. And she noted, she said, and this one man, this old man got up to tell his story and he was broken mm-hmm. just he never rose above he never mm-hmm. had any resilience he always remained a victim in his mind and in his heart and he never moved on he was stuck mm-hmm. he was trapped but Corey went through the exact same atrocities mm-hmm. but Corey's testimony is she lifted up god as the light she did not let that past define her mm-hmm. and she's a great example of how if we can perceive our trauma our stress mm-hmm. through the lens of um scripture and god's promises mm-hmm. then we're gonna come out differently like you could physically see the difference between Corey ten boom and this man right you could hear the difference and the difference of their lives i mean he lived a broken life and never recovered, but she lived a life of vibrance, even though they shared the same experience. So we have so much control over our hardships that we've experienced. So I think that's really exciting. And God is the one who provided that control. Um, wow. Yeah. Those yeah. are such fantastic examples. And I think so often when we're in a place And I wonder if you experience this when we're in a place of having a hard time, we're in a funk, we're, we're struggling. It's easy to try to believe the lie or make the excuse that like, but it's different for me, but I, but, but it's harder for me because X, Y, Z. Well, it's easy for them to climb out of it because blah, blah, blah. But I think your story is so powerful as the person sharing this information because you have experience with bipolar. and depression for years. So as someone who I I think most would say has the short stick and, (laughs) you know, shouldn't be able to climb out, shouldn't be able to say the things that you're sharing on this, this podcast right now in your research and experience, 
what impact have you found that nutrition and sleep have in relationship to mental and emotional health and, and mental illness? Because I, again, I think people, d- they want to minimize, I think any solution just because it's been so hard. Like they, they don't want to, it, when you're, when you're struggling and things are hard, you don't want to find out that there's something you're doing wrong or could do better when you're already so defeated. And so mm-hmm. I love to hear from your experience, how you've, you've seen those things transform, you know, where, where you were. You mean like the nutrition and things like nutrition, that? Or- sleep, mental, emotional, how does it all relate? How did it, um, yeah. How does it have impact? Well, you know, for me, the biggest impact initially was renewing the mind because that's mm-hmm. kind of what saved my life. Amen. Um, but, um, but when you start paying attention to how much you're sleeping and what kind of food you're eating, it, it does, it does make you more stable. It doesn't erase the bipolar or, right. um, you know, uh, if you have a diagnosed mental illness, but, um, but it can make a huge difference. But what's exciting is there's so much research now um, showing that mental health battles can have so many factors, including nutrition. You know, in in the world, there's a belief that if you have any mental health issues, you just need to snap out of it. Like mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. can just choose to stop. Right, right. <laughs> in our Christian circles, I think they have an even more harmful Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take on it, which is if you have bipolar, depression, anxiety, fill in the blank, you are not right with God and you have a spiritual problem. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they like to make this blanket statement right. that all mental health battles are all a spiritual problem. And that's not true. It's mm-hmm. not based on fact. That's mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's an old belief that is prior to all the research that proves it wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, so before we talk about mental illness, let me just make, make it clear, just like you do in your podcast. I'm not a medical professional. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a mental health professional or a trained counselor and mental illness can be life-threatening. So it's vital to recognize that if someone's life is in danger, they please seek um, professional help. Right. You know, as a Christian, I do believe in secular intervention with mental health because it it can save lives. It does save lives. So, um, So there's no one size fits all for mental health. So the research and tips that I'm about to share are just pieces of the puzzle So Mm -hmm, that's important mm -hmm. to recognize. Um, Other aspects involve emotional, spiritual, mental, environmental, Mm -hmm. and medicinal, right? To round out someone's plan of care so that they have a really good quality of life. Um, Last year, I was preparing for an interview. I was being interviewed about mental illness. Mm -hmm. And so I studied extensively, especially the work of one doctor named Dr. Amen. He's Mm -hmm. a, have you heard of him? Mm -hmm. I love him. His book is called The End of Mental Illness. He's a psychiatrist of over 40 years, but he has a very holistic approach to brain health, health of the body, health of the spiritual mind. Like it's a great book. I recommend it. And I love his motto. Maybe you remember this. He says, love food that loves you back. Yeah. I haven't heard him say that. (laughs) I haven't heard him say that, but I love that saying he has for anybody who wants um, more from him. I follow him on Instagram. (laughs) He's got really great short blurbs that he puts out that are very, very powerful. Yes. 
Yes. And his book is great. And he also has many different courses. So I took, I read his book that took me like 13 hours because I took tons of notes. Oh, nice. And then I took his mental health course, which took me six hours, but I really wanted to make sure that I had a rounded perspective of mental health and how it compares to spiritual, nutritional. Yeah. Yeah. So his book is full of research proving the impact of nutrition, sleep, exercise on mental health symptoms. And I even have page numbers for your listeners so they can go get the book and look up some of these things. That's he's awesome research because I I could trust it. And he had all of his resources cited. So I know this was based on science. Right. Right. I think is important when you're talking about mental illness. Yeah. To make up their own (laughs) conclusions. Um, Right. Page 317. He says, A growing body of evidence suggests that nutritional treatment may help prevent, treat, or improve depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, anxiety, ADD, ADHD, autism, addiction, and eating disorders. That's exciting, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Age 319 in 2015, he says a group of 18 scientists concluded that emerging and compelling evidence for nutrition as a crucial factor in the high prevalence and incidence of mental disorders suggests that diet is as important to psychiatry as it is to cardiology, mm-hmm. endocrinology, and gastroenterology. For that to be recognized in the scientific com- community is exciting. Absolutely. And then he says, the American standard diet is filled with pro-inflammatory allergenic foods laced with artificial chemicals that will damage and prematurely age your brain and increase your risk for depression, ADD, ADHD, and anxiety disorders. And then he goes on to list some specific things on page 308. He talks about low cholesterol under 160 is associated with depression and suicide. Mm-hmm. Low red blood cell count is associated with anxiety and fatigue. He has tons to say about sleep. Um, he says, Inadequate sleep is a major cause of anxiety, depression, and prolonged grief. I thought that was interesting. Mm. Um, He says, in former addicts, the chance of relapse goes up with less than seven hours of sleep. Wow. Soldiers with seven hours of sleep went from 95% accuracy at the shooting range down to 15% when they only got four hours. It's shocking. And then on page 275, he highlights one of his patients. I think she was a, an older teenager, so maybe 18 or 19. And she came to him with symptoms of poor concentration and lots of panic attacks. Mm. And instead of medicating Kristen, he probably interviewed her and found out she's not sleeping. Mm-hmm. So he helped her with her sleep hygiene. Once Kristen started consistently getting seven hours of sleep, she had better focus and her panic attacks vanished. Amen. So isn't that, I think that's really cool. She had fixed her panic attacks by sleep alone. So this was not a spiritual problem or even a nutritional problem, but rather a problem with her brain suffering because her body was starving for the rest and repair that comes with adequate sleep. Mm -hmm. Pretty powerful. You talk about hydration all the time. He points out that dehydration makes you more anxious, tense, angry, zaps your energy, lower ability to concentrate all mental health symptoms. Yeah. Um, He talks about MSG and red dye number 40 causing mental instability in many people. Um, Does he talk about the gut? He does, right? um, Yes, he does. And um, I didn't write anything down about that, but Uh he really talks about everything. The book is like two inches thick. Nice. Really covers so much. 
Um, well, I know that the the gut, it's it's cool even from a biblical standpoint because the gut produces, well, one, as much as stress affects our health, the gut does. And it's believed that um, a large 80, 90% of diseases also yeah. mm-hmm. comes from the gut. And that, and this, all of the right. hormones that are produced in your brain are also produced in, in your gut. And so yeah. if your gut is out of balance, then it would make sense. They actually call the gut your second brain. Yeah. And isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. And so they also will say too, and, and I guess just to clarify, so your gut is a part of your microbiome. Your microbiome is all of the bacteria that's living on your entire body. It's on, it's on your skin. It's inside of you. But the gut is referring to like your digestive system microbiome. Um, and when that's out of balance, which as you were describing from his book, when we're consuming the standard American diet or SAD sad diet, yeah. <laughs> it really does. Uh, create that, that disconnect, but the cool biblical piece. Um, so in the Hebrew understanding, when they referred to like the belly or the gut, that's actually viewed as the seat of emotion. Um, and so it's actually so interesting because yeah. the, the gut being your quote unquote second brain and producing all those same brain chemicals, biblically, yeah. it, it's almost like, it's almost like God knew. Yeah. <laughs> Go exactly. figure. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I don't know if this percentage, but I think it's like 80 or 90% of the serotonin is actually mm-hmm. created in your gut. So we right. think it's all the brain, but yeah, very important. Um, I know that when my gut health is not doing well, I do actually feel more depressed. Mm. I feel things are just stuck and, and it, it, it emotionally affects me. Yeah. I've definitely seen that correlation in my own experience for sure. And that's um, one thing too, for listeners, I, I think we learn so much about how things affect us when we, when we're more aware and reflective. Mm-hmm. I always, if my husband is feeling sick or if he's feeling a certain way or, um, or even if I am, my, I start thinking like, well, why? Like, have you, have we, what, well, what have you been eating? Have you been drinking water? What's your sleep like? Like, it's like, like start going into like, well, what are the patterns? Like, cause yeah. it's like, oh, I started eating this thing or, oh, I forgot to take these supplements or, oh, I, I've been super stressed about this. Like when we get more curious and aware of our habits and our experiences, that's when we actually are able to identify, like you said, like you wouldn't be able to identify that the connection between your gut health and your depression, if you weren't checking in with yourself, right. Right. You're not going to know that. And so, so often I think we just kind of like, oh, well, we we just kind of, we're so busy, right. We just kind of go through life and we don't, reflect or explore why we're experiencing that way or what, what inputs are creating different outputs. Yeah. 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 Which is also a reason why people need your help because your podcast helps them to pay attention to those things. Mm-hmm. And, and that beginning of self-awareness, it it's the beginning of healing. It's the beginning of freedom. <laughs> Amen. You fix what you can't see. You know, if you don't even see the problem, well, then there's nothing to fix. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Thank you so much for listening to the Vision Driven Health Podcast today. I hope this episode inspired you, supported you, and blessed you in some way. If it did, it would mean the world if you would leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcast and share this episode on your social media. The more reviews and shares this gets, the more people can be blessed and encouraged in creating a Jesus-centered, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. 
If you want to hang with me and other Jesus-loving ladies who are creating healthy habits that last, be sure to join my free Facebook group, The Made Well Mastermind. Use the link in the show notes to join. Be blessed with hope, joy, and health. I'll see you next week. Again, the Vision Driven Health Podcast is under the umbrella of Mabel Health Incorporated. The content on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended for medical advice. It does not take the place of medical advice or treatment from a physician. Listeners should consult their own doctor or a qualified healthcare professional for specific health concerns and questions.